Man's Greatest Fear, written and read by Michael Collins. If you were asked what man's greatest fear was, it's almost sure you'd answer that it's the fear of death. Before we go further, let's talk about the word death itself. Most of us refer to death as a cessation of life here on earth, but that's not the entire meaning of death. You see, man is not only a body, but also has a soul contained in this body. To get a better understanding of death, we'll need to go back to the beginning of life here on earth. The first thing to bear in mind is that this world did not evolve on its own, but was created by God from absolutely nothing but His Word. He merely spoke everything into existence. Unbelievable as it might sound, it is undeniably true. When we refer to God, let's remember that He is extremely loving, kind, patient, gentle, powerful, just, holy, faithful, good, peace-loving, forgiving, slow to anger, compassionate, merciful, gracious, joyful, and everything else that is both healthy and desirable. Created in the image of God Thousands of years ago, God created this world in just six days, and the first humans, Adam and Eve, were created on the sixth day, after which God rested on the seventh day. God created both of them in His own image, not referring to His physical structure because God is spirit, but rather referring to His very character. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in His own image, in the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 and 27. This means that when the first man and woman were created, they reflected the character of God. They were loving, joyful, peaceful, patient, kind, good, faithful, gentle, self-controlled, and all else that God is in his character created with body and soul. We were created with both a body and a soul. God made man's body from the dust of the earth and he breathed his very life into him. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7. This means that we were created to live forever just like God lives forever. But something changed and prevented this from happening. Listen on to discover what happened. Permission and Prohibition God gave Adam and Eve tremendous freedom and gave them only one prohibition and that with a warning. But the Lord God warned him, You may freely eat the fruit of every tree in the garden except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If you eat its fruit, you are sure to die. Genesis chapter 2 Verses 16 and 17. Death. When we hear the word death, we tend to immediately think of physical death. But let's remember that since we are both physical and spiritual beings with a body and soul, death has impacted both these aspects of our being. So when Adam and Eve sinned, they immediately died spiritually because the image of God in them was completely destroyed and they no longer reflected the beautiful character of God. But not only did they experience spiritual death, but the process of physical death also commenced at the same time. Back then though, people lived a lot longer than we do today. 
The man who lived the longest was Methuselah. Altogether, Methuselah lived a total of 969 years and then he died. Genesis chapter 5 verse 27. The Fall of Man Despite knowing that the consequence of their choice would be death, Adam and Eve chose to rebel against God and brought sin within themselves and death upon themselves. Since then, though man may have had the desire to live in a way that was pleasing to God, nothing he did could help him live that way. Sin began, and still continues, to reign in the lives of people across the world. Not only is man still enslaved by sin, but also lives with the penalty of sin, which is death, hanging over his head. This death is not just temporary, but is eternal, meaning that man will be separated from God forever in a place called hell, which was actually created for the devil and his angels, who rebelled against God and heaven itself. But the devil, wanting to destroy man completely, does all he can to mislead us into rebelling against God, so that we may end up where he himself is doomed to go, hell. Thus sin and death passed on to all mankind. When Adam sinned, sin entered the world. Adam's sin brought death, so death spread to everyone, for everyone sinned. Romans chapter 5 verse 12 God's Rescue Plan I know this seems like a rather grim picture to paint, but there's good news ahead. Despite man's rebellion against God, he is so wise and loving that he had already devised a plan to save us from the clutches of sin and the terrible destination of eternal death. God then began to progressively reveal this plan to man over the ages. It began to be revealed first to a man named Abraham who believed God's promise that he and his wife would have a child in their old age. On account of his belief in God's promise, God bestowed his own righteousness upon him. Abraham was not made righteous by God because of any good works he had done, by paying a price for it, or by making any sacrifices to God. He was made righteous by God because he merely believed God's promise to him. Keep this in mind as we'll refer to it again later. The people of God. This man Abraham became the father of the Jewish nation of Israel, whom God referred to as his own people. God planned that the Jews should be the people through whom God would eventually fulfill his plan to save all mankind from the clutches and penalty of sin and give us the gift of eternal life. The Law. But before this plan could be fulfilled, God did something else which the Jews initially misunderstood. He gave them certain laws which were meant to help them realize two main things. Firstly, that God is extremely holy and we are extremely sinful. And secondly, that no one could live by those laws by their own effort. Ever since the law was given, people have been trying to live by these laws, albeit in vain. What's worse is that the more we tried to live by them, the more we failed to do so because they were too high for man to attain in his own strength. Therefore, no one will be declared righteous in God's sight by the works of the law. Rather, through the law we become conscious of our sin. Romans chapter 3 verse 20 This would then lead to the question, if none of us could live by these laws, why were they given to us in the first place? The answer to this question eventually came in the person of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who was the only human who could live by these laws. Not only this, but he was also offering this gift of eternal life to anyone who believed in him. Just like Abraham was made righteous by believing in God, so also anyone who believed in Jesus could be bestowed with God's own righteousness 
and also possess eternal life jesus the son of god jesus came into the world as the son of god miraculously born of a virgin woman named mary here's what the angel gabriel said to mary concerning the birth of jesus the holy spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you therefore also that holy one who is to be born will be called the son of god luke chapter 1 verse 35 the great sacrifice jesus was born into a jewish family and lived such a perfect life that was pleasing to god the father that when he was being baptized by john the baptist the heavens opened and a voice was heard from heaven which said this is my son whom i love with him i am well pleased matthew chapter 3 verse 17 God was saying in no uncertain terms that Jesus had lived the kind of life that God expected man to live and he was pleased with his life. He could therefore be the perfect person to take upon himself the sins of the whole world. The love, grace, mercy and justice of God. Jesus came to demonstrate the unconditional love of God, a love that does not depend on who we are or how we live, but on him who is absolutely loving to us. his creation he came to demonstrate the grace of god and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory the glory as of the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth john chapter 1 verse 14 the meaning of grace is unmerited favor it is receiving the love and blessings of god which we do not deserve on account of our sin jesus came also to demonstrate god's mercy which refers to us not receiving the punishment we did deserve on account of our sin Jesus also demonstrated the justice of God in that God was punishing sin and not excusing it by punishing Jesus who took upon himself the sins of the whole world God was therefore being just and also the justifier the one who makes people just or righteous in his sight God had passed over the sins that were previously committed to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus Romans chapter 3 verses 25 and 26 He did this by giving his life as a sacrifice for the sins of the whole world This means that instead of us having to bear the penalty of our sins which is death Jesus died in our place so we could escape that penalty and have eternal life instead Jesus said in John chapter 3 and verse 16 for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life not only did jesus die a cruel death on a roman cross but he also rose from the dead on the third day thereby proving that his sacrifice on our behalf was acceptable to god the righteousness of god by jesus taking our place on the cross and rising from the dead he was not only bearing the penalty of our sin but was also gifting all those who put their faith in him with the righteousness of god but now the righteousness of god apart from the law is revealed being witnessed by the law and the prophets even the righteousness of god through faith in jesus christ to all and on all who believe romans chapter 3 verses 21 and 22 No human could be considered righteous in God's sight because God is holy and all of us fall far short of God's holiness but Jesus who was completely righteous has the authority to gift us with God's own righteousness it requires no work on our part to be made righteous we need only put our faith in him just as Abraham put his faith in God 
and was made righteous by God. What's that to us? What does this mean for you and me today? It means that whoever believes that Jesus died in their place and rose from the dead and is baptized can have their sins forgiven, can escape eternal death, can receive God's righteousness as a gift, can have a brand new life here on earth and eventually eternal life with God himself in heaven. This does not mean that we will not die physically, but it does mean that our souls have now come alive never to die again. And even if this body dies before the Lord Jesus returns, we will receive a new and glorified body thereafter. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 51 to 53. What is baptism? Baptism comes from the Greek word baptizo, which means to immerse. Whoever believes in Jesus needs to do this simple act of commitment that is a way of identifying with the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. By being immersed in water and rising out of it, we are acknowledging that we believe that just as Jesus died, was buried, and rose from the dead on our behalf, we are now dead to our old way of life and have been raised to live a new life in Christ. Jesus said, Anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved, but anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned. Mark chapter 16, verse 16. It's quite obvious that every believer in Jesus needs to be baptized to be saved. A gift. We are not required to do anything to receive this gift of eternal life, but to merely believe in Jesus and be baptized. That's why it's a gift and not a wage. The only thing we've actually earned is death on account of our sin. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans chapter 6 verse 23. A personal helper. Not only will we receive the gifts of righteousness and eternal life, but we also receive another gift so that we can live this new life in a way that's pleasing to God. God will give us His Holy Spirit to live inside of us, to guide us in this new life. He will make us holy, just as God is holy. Jesus said, However, when the Spirit of truth has come, He will guide you into all truths, for He will not speak on His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak, and He will tell you things to come. John chapter 16, verse 13 Earlier we may have had the desire to live a good life, but lacked the power to do so. But now we will have both the desire and the ability to live a new life that's pleasing to God. The Apostle Paul said in Philippians chapter 2 and verse 13, For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases Him. In fact, the Holy Spirit is also a seal or guarantee of the eternal life that God has promised those of us who put our faith in Jesus. Again he said in Ephesians chapter 1 verses 13 and 14, And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit, whom he promised long ago. The Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. He did this so we would praise and glorify him. This means that God will give us his Holy Spirit to live inside of us as a deposit, as it were, assuring us that there is eternal life awaiting us when Jesus returns. Even if you have lived with the fear of death until now, this can change if you put your faith in Jesus, who defeated death by rising from the dead 
and now gives us the assurance that we too will rise from the dead at his return. Because God's children are human beings made of flesh and blood, the Son also became flesh and blood. For only as a human being could he die, and only by dying could he break the power of the devil who had the power of death. Only in this way could he set free all who have lived their lives as slaves to the fear of dying. Hebrews chapter 2 verses 14 and 15. This is why we don't need to be afraid of death when it comes to us. Because we know that just like Jesus rose from the dead, we too will rise from the dead when he returns, which is rather soon now. Jesus foretold of a great tribulation in the world before his return. Prior to this tribulation, there would be certain signs of its arrival. These signs are actually taking place every day before our very eyes. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 24, verses 7 and 8, For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. The Divine Invitation This is an invitation by God himself to you to put your faith in his son Jesus and to have a brand new life here on earth so you can be transformed into the amazing image or character of God and later be able to live forever with God in heaven. You will never regret this decision to follow Jesus. There's nothing to wait for. You can accept this invitation right now. You can talk to God right where you are and in whatever language you want and he will hear you. Tell him that you believe that he has borne the penalty for your sins and ask his forgiveness for your sins. No matter what you have done, he is both willing and able to forgive you completely. You will then receive God's own righteousness as a gift. Ask him to come into your life and he will give you his Holy Spirit to live inside of you. You will immediately experience forgiveness, the removal of your guilt, an unexplainable peace, a joy unlike this world can ever offer and your life will never be the same. Jesus said in John chapter 14 and verse 27, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. God said through the prophet Isaiah in Isaiah chapter 1 and verse 18, Come now, let's settle this, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, I will make them as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, I will make them as white as wool. Not only this, but you will become a child of God. Imagine that. The God of the universe will become your father. No earthly father comes close to being the father that God can be to you. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name. John chapter 1 and verse 12. If you believe all that you've heard about what Jesus has done to make it possible for you to be saved from an eternal death and have eternal life instead, you can pray to the Lord using these words as a guide. Feel free to pray as you like and in any language you want to, and God will hear you. God, I believe that you sent your son Jesus into the world to die in my place for my sins. I believe that he died and rose from the dead and has ascended back into heaven from where he is going to return to take us to be with you forever. I am sorry for all the sins I have committed against you. I ask your forgiveness and want to live a new life with the power of your Holy Spirit. I commit my life completely to you and want to be led by you for the rest of my life. I pray this prayer in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed the above prayer or prayed in your own words, you are now a brand new person. Your old life has gone and you can now live a new life with the power of God's Holy Spirit. 
The Apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17, This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. You can now live with the assurance of eternal life and be led by the Holy Spirit of God who lives inside of you. The Apostle Paul said in Galatians chapter 5 and verses 16 and 17, So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives, then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. Join a church and get baptized. The first thing you need to do is to find a church near you and get baptized. Before Jesus ascended back into heaven, he established the church. Let's remember that the church is not a building, but is rather a gathering of followers of Jesus. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 18 and verse 20, For where two or three gather together as my followers, I am there among them. There's so much that happens when believers come together. We discover more of who God is. We develop good Christian relationships. We receive encouragement from one another. We help one another in areas of need. We grow stronger in our faith as we hear God's word. We partake in communion together. We pray for one another. We overcome loneliness and so much more. So don't wait, but immediately find a church near you. Get baptized so you can then begin to fellowship with other believers in Jesus. You will see the transformation that God brings about in your life. There's no need to fear death. So you see, now that you have this assurance of eternal life, there's no need to fear death at all. You can live a beautiful life right here on earth as you grow to reflect the character of God to the full. And when this life is over and the Lord Jesus returns, you can enjoy eternal life in the presence of God. May the Lord bless you abundantly as you embark on this new relationship with God and with His people. If you don't have a Bible and or are unable to purchase a Bible, you can read the Bible either online or via the YouVersion Bible app, which you can access via this link. https colon double slash www.bible.com slash app. Feel free to share this audio with somebody else so they are blessed as well. God bless you.